Welcome to NDTR Spotlight, a show where we highlight former and current NDTRs. And NDTR, if you don't know, stands for Nutritionist Diet Technician Registered. They also go by the credential DTR, which stands for Diet Technician Registered. In order to become an NDTR, you have to graduate from an accredited program, take an exam, and participate in continual education. Welcome to NDTR Spotlight. I'm your host, Marie Lorraine. Today's guest, I have the privilege of knowing through a connection from Messiah University. She became an NDTR September 22nd, 2018 and landed a job in long-term care where she has experience in food service and clinical nutrition. Her area of expertise is in counseling and she gained those experiences through her undergrad degree at Messiah University. Her biggest accomplishment to date is starting a dietetic internship and master's degree program during the COVID pandemic. She was able to move across the country for her internship. This is an interview to watch. If you have any interest in taking a gap year and want to use, utilize it to the best of your ability or you're a current NDTR and you are thinking about doing the dietitian credential to broaden your scope of practice, Kelly will bring an amazing look at what it's like to apply for a dietetic internship while working full-time as an NDTR, finding those connections, getting recommendations, reaching out to professors, and moving across the country to start a program during COVID. Kelly, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having the spotlight. Yeah. I need to be here. Awesome. So let's get started. Why did you become a diet technician? Okay. Um, so I applied for the internship um, my senior year of college, and I did not get matched. Um, so after kind of letting my emotions, um, you know, settle and become comfortable with not getting accepted. I was like, okay, I got to find something to do. So I decided to become a dietetic technician. Um, I could earn some money um, and I would get a lot more experience. Um, so that's kind of the why behind my career. Wow, that must, how did you, I love that you took that opportunity or that situation of not getting matched and turned it into something that is truly benefiting you today. So with, with that, how did you start studying for the NDTR exam and how did you cope with not getting accepted into the dietetic internship right away? Um, okay, so it was, it was really hard because um, I found out uh, with one of my friends from um, my college experience and then we called everybody in our class saying, you know, hey, did you get in? Where did you get in? Kind of thing like that. So I, it was kind of like I kept repeating that I didn't get in. Um, and it didn't fully hit me until I got back to my apartment with my roommates and I told them I didn't get in. And I just broke down. I was so crushed. I had put so much work into, um, you know, my education. And I, you know, studied really hard. Um, and like I, I wanted it and it was kind of just, you know, not making it across the finish line, uh, which really isn't true because, you know, I still crossed the finish line. I got my undergraduate degree, which, you know, still allowed me to have all of this extra experience. So after kind of getting over, um, you know, not getting an internship, I was like, okay, you know, how can I make the best out of this? So I started looking up, you know, how to study for the DTR exam, and I reached out to you, because I know that you did it. Um, so I used Visual Veggies, 
and that was really helpful, um, especially for practice exams to kind of get over test anxiety. Um, but then also helped me realize all of the information that I needed to know for the exam, which was a lot of um, MNT stuff, food service, a lot of food service that we didn't cover in undergrad, which you know was really shocking to me. Um, but then also different like management styles and how to handle, you know, if there's any issues in the kitchen or any issues um, that you have, you know, between you and a nurse um, or different um, dietitians that you're working with. So I did that. Um, I got the Academy CTR study guide from a friend, and that really helped with, um, you know, more practice exams. Finally, kind of like realizing, you know, here's another look at all the information you need to know because they give you a really very detailed outline <laughs> um, of all of the stuff that you should know for the exam. And then when I exhausted those two resources, I just kept the group reading and rewriting my notes from undergrad with all of those topics. So, yeah. Wow, it sounds like you used every resource out there. How long did you study for this exam? Um, so I was working three jobs um, after graduation up until like the beginning of August. Um, and I wasn't able to sign up for the exam until um, my undergrad professor, I guess, had papers to get in um, saying that I graduated and, you know, that I earned a degree in nutrition and dietetics and she sent that into the academy and then after that I could sign up for an exam so I booked it for um, September uh, so that was kind of like a month and a half of studying um, but I did do a little like review uh, over the summer while I was working too so wow so that's a pretty fast turnaround so you graduated in May and then you took your exam in September while working three jobs you are yeah yeah luckily they all kind of like tapered off at, at different points so I was able to have a little bit of a break um, but yeah I don't know at that point I was like I gotta do what I gotta do so I get that so we're in September now and you have your credential how was the job search for finding a job as a diet technician um, so I only spent a month job searching before I um, got a call from the company that I worked for for a year and a half, Nutritious Lifestyles. Um, but the search itself was actually kind of rough. I used Glassdoor, Indeed, Monster, kind of like all your basic job searching um, websites. And when I typed in dietetic technician, a lot of it came up as a diet tech, which in the everyday world translates to the people who are delivering trays in a hospital, which I had already done in undergrad. And it's like, no, I'm a little overqualified for that job now. Mm -hmm. um, so really kind of like sifting through all of those was hard. And then if I did find a dietetic technician job, that was real. <laughs> um, and I applied to it. Some of them didn't get back to me. Some of them got back to me and said, oh, we didn't realize that was still posted. We filled that a month ago. So, yeah. Um, but then finally, I found um, my job with Nutritious Lifestyles. And even when I applied to that one, the two that I applied to, there was two different locations. They said, oh, both of those are filled, but we have two different locations, one in Texas and one in North Carolina. Um, 
So, yeah. And then after that, they had a really quick, um, you know, job interview turnaround. It was like 24 hours. I had to decide where I wanted to go. Um, and I had another job interview lined up for like a Friday. So I was like, can I at least have this other interview? And they were like, no, we need to know in 24 hours. So I really had to make like quick snappy decisions. <laughs> um, but it, it worked out, I think, to my benefit. So, so yeah, you chose but, a job in North Carolina, right? As opposed to the one in Texas? Yes. Yeah. Was there so, any? Uh, I, I had kind of like an option to pick between Texas and North Carolina, but they also were like, we might um, put you somewhere where we think you would be best suited. So I had already had in my mind that North Carolina would be better because, um, you know, if I needed to go home to my parents who live in Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. um, it would be like a six and a half, seven hour drive where if I was in Texas, I would have to fly. Um, so it was kind of great that I landed on North Carolina and so did they. So how is your career as a NDTR and currently you're still in NDTR, in DTR, so how's your career been with it, with the credential? Yeah, so um, when I started out, it was so slow. I was working with a dietitian um, kind of one-on-one -on -one, and they really had to guide me through how they wanted their notes to look because it was very different than how um, I had learned in college, so kind of like learning that, how to, you know, talk to the, the residents um, in the long-term care units, how to ask them, you know, specific questions for the things that we needed to know. Um, I sat in on focus meetings once a week, which those included weight loss and uh, wound recommendations that we had. Um, our company also like specified in the kitchen as well. So I had a lot of time learning, um, you know, what to look for in a kitchen to help them become ready for annual state survey. Um, and just kind of like learning all the people that I would have to talk to and where to find all of the information. Um, we used an online medical chart called PCC or point click care. I don't know how many people are familiar with that, um, but after learning that, I, I think I was with a dietitian, you know, for about three months into the job before they said, you know, you can be on your own. We trust what you're, what you're writing in your notes for doing a great job. I was limited to only doing uh, brand new admissions, uh, annual notes, quarterly notes on residents as well as weight loss notes and wound notes. Whereas the dietitian uh, did all of those plus calling dialysis centers and doing notes on them and also tube feeds. And with the company I worked with, we would chart on them monthly. So once I got more experience with that, then they let me work on calling dialysis and then tube feed notes. So I got lots of experience with them, um, lots of experience in uh, food service, not necessarily doing any of the cooking or serving, but you know, how a kitchen should look, how it should be clean, appropriate temperatures for things. Um, yeah, yeah, lots, lots of great work experience. Yeah, an internship in and of itself and that food service, that's, that's what a diet, dietitian would do. It's more of the managerial position in food service. 
And it sounds like you were, the fact that you got to do two feeding notes and calling dialysis. Wow. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. And definitely getting the experience, I think, working with um, other medical professionals, not just dietitians and not just um, our food service workers. But, you know, talking with CNAs, talking with nurses, talking with directors of nursing um, and administrators of buildings, you know, talking to those really important people and kind of like gaining the confidence in myself that I am an expert in this field and I have something valuable information-wise to offer to you. And I am important in all of our residents' lives and, you know, how how their livelihood is here. Wow. So that, so that is really the confidence you gained and the experience you gained. How do you feel like this credential, now that you're in the dietetic internship and you're doing the master's program right now, how do you feel like this experience and the credential is going to help you or put you ahead in your, in the program that you're in now? Oh my gosh. I feel like it's so beneficial, so beneficial that I did it. Um, I have talked to a lot of the other interns uh, at the program that I'm at and, you know, telling them not only about my experience in undergrad, but also, you know, what I have been able to do with a year and a half of work experience. And I feel so far ahead, so far ahead. Like, I am not worried when it comes to the clinical rotation. I feel like it will only build on the knowledge that I already have. Um, but also trying to, you know, stay humble and be like, there are still things that I have to learn. Uh, there will be new perspectives on a lot of things. Um, so like I said, you know, the notes that I learned to take in college was very different than the notes that I had to take when I was actually practicing in the field. Um, and it's not that one was wrong. It's not that one was better. It's just that they were different. And, you know, going to uh, different hospitals, different outpatient facilities, you know, what have you, there's always going to be something to learn. Um, so that's kind of just what I'm trying to, to keep with it. Like, I do have a lot of great experience, but, you know, I can still climb that mountain. There's still something to build on. So that it sounds like you're going to be set up for success, having that humble um, perspective on what you're going to learn and just knowing the advantages that you do have. I love that. So with your, um, with your career in NDTR and everything that you had to learn a lot of new things, working with that client base in a very specific population, what continual education were you exposed to or what did you participate in as an NDTR? Okay, so um, continuing education uh, is something I actually really love. I do, I love learning. Um, so I love the fact that we have um, continual education that's required. Um, so with Nutritious Lifestyles, where I worked, uh, they tried to have webinars once a month with different things that we could learn, and it covered, you know, renal, different food textures, um, you know, tube feedings, malnutrition. It covered so many topics. It was fantastic, and each of those counted as uh, one CEU. I was also a part of the North Carolina Academy of Dietetics where they had um, a couple meetings where uh, even if you weren't necessarily a member, you could pay like a super low fee to go to a class. Um, I did one of those on a nutrition-focused physical exam. So that's like big up and coming for all of the interns, all of the new RDs, the things that we are supposed to be doing. So that was really 
uh, and lightning. Can you just really quick explain, because that is like something new and kind of coming up. Can you explain what that is so people who don't know? Yeah, so um, nutrition-focused physical exams, uh, a lot of a lot of DCRs or dietitians do go into this because they want to help people, but they don't want to touch people. Otherwise, they would have become a nurse. <laughs> um, and that's like a running joke that I hear everywhere. Um, but it is really important. Um, you know, you can not only assess malnutrition through physical features, but also um, micronutrient deficiencies. So um, kind of just by like looking at temples, different like eye uh, fat pads, uh, muscles in the mouth, hands in particular, you know, you got to feed yourself somehow. Um, also like in shoulders, the ribs, your scapula, your thighs and calves, um, it really can tell um, you as a professional in nutrition how somebody really is, is eating and how it's affecting their body. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's really important that we do start doing it, um, just to also be on the same level as a lot of the other uh, medical professionals, so doctors, nurses, occupational, um, speech, and physical therapy, like, we're not just there to give a meal plan and leave. We have valuable information to give. Love it. That was a really good um, explanation of the NPE. I feel like that was, yeah, very thorough. Um, so anything else to add about the continual education? I kind of cut you off with that. Um, no, I, I definitely think it's super important, um, to, to continue it. Um, and then especially since now I'm in a master's program that technically counts as continuing education. Um, and I, I think it is how many credits you have is is one CEU. I'm not 100% sure I would have to look. Mm -hmm. um, but for diet techs, I believe it's 50 credits in five years. Mm -hmm. And for dietitians, it's 75 in five. Um, so, I mean, like, it's really important. It keeps you up to date on all of the new research that's happening um, within our field so that we can have better evidence-based practice and give, you know, the, the best information we possibly can to not only our patients and residents, but also other clinicians. Yes, I 100% agree with that. So this interview has been very positive on the MDTR credential, but I don't want it to be super biased. So what what is the most annoying or frustrating or challenging thing you face with this credential? Yeah, so um, two things with that. Either nobody knows what a diet tech is, so they call you a dietitian, which isn't right because you didn't go through the internship, um, you didn't take that exam. Uh, you did take a exam, but not the dietitian exam. Um, or they know what a DTR is and they don't want to talk to you because you're not a dietitian. Um, so I, I, I experienced both of those, honestly, at the same time. I was working at a long-term care facility where I, when I, introduced myself to them the first time. I said, I'm the dietetic technician. And I explained to them the difference between a diet tech and a dietitian. And they were like, okay, yeah, I got it. Um, but we had an annual state surveyor come in and the dietitian, she went into the kitchen um, where I was at at the time. And I said, hey, you know, if you have any questions, I'm the diet tech. My office is, you know, right across from the kitchen. If you need anything, like, come let me know. 
So as she was reviewing a lot of the things in the kitchen and a lot of clinical notes, she went to the director of nursing and said, I need to speak to the dietitian. So here's where it comes in. The director of nursing brings her to the office where I'm sitting at and is like, here, here's the dietitian. And she goes, no, that's the dietetic technician. I need the dietitian. And the director of nursing looked at me like I had lied to her for the entire time that I had worked there. When in reality, I had told her the truth and she just didn't know. Um, so it was kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that is frustrating. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You don't listen or understand the difference between the two. And you did a good job of explaining the difference. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, and um, I don't know, it, it, it can be frustrating, annoying, and challenging all at the same time because you don't want to have to continue to repeat yourself like, no, I'm not the dietitian, I'm the dietetic technician. So, but then, I don't know, sometimes they kind of look at you like you're less than because you're not a dietitian even though they don't know the difference. Yeah. Well, thank you for that insight. I haven't heard of that that frustration with the credential yet, so that's really cool that you... Not cool that you had the experience, but thank you for sharing that perspective. So I want to shift again in the interview and let's talk about how you applied to your dietetic internship while you were working full-time as a DTR. Yeah. Um, so on Instagram, I, since I didn't get an internship the first time, I decided I was going to follow all of the um, dietetic internship applications. Uh, pages to see, you know, hey, this is when things are doing, or, you know, sign up for, you know, X, Y, or Z so you can have a better internship application. Um, so I made a point to kind of just like look into that, see if they had any free advice. So that at that point, I was working, I was saving up my money for the internship because I knew I would probably be living for like two years without being able to have a job. Um, so I wasn't. I wasn't out here trying to pay for one of those um, assistants, but I did make sure that I had my coworkers and my professors look over my application, um, you know, the, the little bios that you had to, to write to answer the question. Um, so yeah, I made sure that I tried to go to as many open houses as I possibly could, try to have extra questions um, to the, the director if I wasn't able to physically be there, I uh, Skyped in. A lot of them have either virtual or in, in open houses. Um, so yeah, I did that. And if they didn't have an open house, I made a point to email and call the director as many times as I needed to, to get a hold of them so that I could have you know, my own little open house. And I came prepared with questions and I made sure to read over the handbooks and how they're, um, their internship was laid out just so I could ask like the most questions possible. Mm -hmm. um, just, I, I remember being an undergrad and being told, you know, they're looking to see if you follow instructions and if you are reading all of them. And I think, so I didn't want to ask a question that I knew I could just find online. Um, and, and that really, that really helped me out. But then also having the DTR credential, I feel really put me at the top of the list. You know, maybe not above people who are coming out of undergrad with, you know, however many hours of volunteer experience or like the grades. Um, but I was definitely like up there and I felt like I could be 
justice competitive and I felt like I had the choice of, you know, this is the internship I want and it's likely that I'm going to get it. Wow. I love, so you followed people on Instagram who were doing what you wanted to do to get information. You reached out to the dietetic intern directors, you went to open houses and then you worked on, you worked in the field as an NTTR. Is that, that's what I, that's what I took from that. Those were your. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, even if you, even if you aren't a, a DTR, I think honestly, just putting in the work, putting in the effort, um, it really, really shows. Yeah. It sounds like you were super determined. How did you find, so was um, the program you're in now one of your top picks? How did you find it? What's, what was attracted, what attracted you to it? Yeah. Okay. Um, so when I was looking for internships, I knew I wanted to have a combined program, um, DI, MS, um, just because it's, it's going to be required in 2024. I'm going to hop on the bandwagon now. I know I would be grandfathered in, but you know, why not be, you know, just as competitive, um, anything like that. And I wanted to get my master's anyway, so I wanted to knock it out at the same time. Yeah. Um, counseling was really important to me. Um, I know you had mentioned that that's, you know, my, my, my strong suit. Um, so I just, I wanted to get more experience to make it better. So I looked for programs that had a really strong counseling element. And if they didn't, that they had a track or um, other electives that you could take for counseling. Mm-hmm. So my, I only applied to three because experience has told me the more that you apply to is not you'll get into any of them and you end up spending a lot more money. Um, so I applied to three. I applied to Bradley University, which I'm at right now. I applied to Appalachian State University and Meredith College. So um, the last two were in North Carolina and that was kind of important to me. I really wanted to stay there because I, I fell in love with the state since I moved there for work. Um, and Appalachian State was actually my number one, and Bradley, where I'm at right now, was my number two. And I, I spoke with one of the dietitians that I worked with, and I asked her, you know, why, why did I not get accepted by my number one? And she had mentioned that the, in the process, Bradley might have had me ranked higher on their list than App State did. And so Bradley probably was able to grab me first before Appalachian State was, which was kind of sad because it was like, well, you know, I really, really wanted it because yeah. um, it was, you know, three hours away from my, my new home as opposed to like 11. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's a big difference. But I, I'm sure that just like how you didn't get into the internship right away out of college, I think it'll benefit you. Um, in the future, even if you don't see it now. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I definitely think at least out of this, I, I'm going to make a lot of great friends and I'm going to get a lot of connections too. Um, like the, the director of my program, as well as one of the professors that I have, they know a lot of the people uh, in the hospitals around here. So, I mean, if I stay here just to make money before I hopefully move back to Carolina, um, you know, maybe I'll be able to get like a really good job. Yeah. And now you have connections in Pennsylvania and North Carolina and Illinois. So that is just that networking ability is just so beneficial to moving around so much. 
definitely. Yeah. So with that, with your, you know, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and now Illinois, what has been your experience with diversity in this field? Yeah, so um, that's a really great question, a really, um, you know, prevalent question with everything going on right now. Um, but there is a very big lack of diversity within, you know, the, the dietetics, you know, institutions, if I, if I may. Um, most of the people that work in dietetics are white female dietitians. So you have a couple, you have a couple um, lack of diversity there. So first of all, mostly women. Um, it's, it's amazing to me when I see a man in any of my classes or a man dietitian in the hospital. Like, I, I think they are just as important and there are a lot of men who are concerned about their health and maybe they're more comfortable talking to a man. Secondly, um, being prevalently white, um, there's a huge lack of, you know, people of color, um, which could also be very deterring, you know, there might be, you know, someone of color in the hospital, and they really want to talk to somebody that looks like them. And that could be really hard for them, you know, only having, you know, a white dietitian that's able to talk to them, like they might, they might not understand, um, you know, food preferences, or, you know, other other things like that. Um, and then also the fact that most of the people in dietetics are dietitians. So that is really kind of dietetic technicians are a minority. Um, so it's, it's definitely like those three are big ones. But then also in a patient population, having worked in long-term care, most of the residents that I took care of were white. There were, you know, there were some black people that, that I saw and, you know, there were very little Asian or Hispanic Latinx people there. Um, you know, which I think really creates like a separation um, with people. And then also kind of thinking, you know, long-term for somebody, they, you know, somebody of color, they might love me like, oh, I can't afford long-term care, or I won't meet people there that look like me that will know my food. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's prevalent in a lot, in a lot of situations where we need, we need more. I 100% I agree with that, what you said. And so I want to take it one step further. So I love that you're aware and you're, you're talking about this. I think that's so prevalent so for you when you're working with a clientele basis or for any dietitian or diet technician, what advice would you have if, you, if you're working with a population that doesn't look like you? Like if I'm working with a population of all Caucasian or all Hispanic, mm -hmm. I don't understand them. What, what advice would you give for that, for that dietitian or diet technician? Yeah, um, that's a really good question. I think honestly, like the biggest thing that you can do is kind of ask them, you know, what what can I do for you? What are some things that I can do um, to help advocate for your voice? Um, you know, help me help me work with you. And I know, um, at least in long term care, we had a very limited um, menu, which I already didn't like because not everybody wants to eat fried chicken, collard greens, and mashed potatoes. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to do that. I love them all. I don't want to do that either. Um, so it's, it's kind of just like, you know, how can, how can we work through this together and not have it be um, me as an expert and you as, you know, somebody that doesn't know anything. It's, it's more of like, how are we going to, you know, link hand in hand, arm in arm, um, and, and, you know, figure out all these things 
together and it's more of a team approach. I think you hit it right on the nail with that team approach because people eat so differently and like there's so much diversity in just menus and eating. So if you can really work with that client, I love, thank you for that team approach for um, nutrition interventions. So you, Kelly, have given us so many amazing resources, like following dietetic internships and visual veggies. Is there anything that you just want to highlight? Um, any resources you want to highlight towards the end of this interview? Ooh, uh, resources. Um, I don't know specifically if I have any resources, but I definitely think like the biggest advice I have is if you're on the fence of, of getting, you know, your DCR credential, um, you know, not only because, you know, you want to eventually become a dietitian, but, you know, it, it just shows a lot of jobs that like you're, you're willing to put in the work. It's great experience. Um, if you do want to go into an internship, you are going to have so much knowledge to share with the, the other interns that you have. Um, and then also, it's just, like I said before, like it looks, it looks great, great on, on resumes. Um, and I, I really think it will help like boost confidence and like, you know, I have this credential. I know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, I definitely think it's, it's really helpful for that. Um, but also, like, I, I don't know if we, if we really talked about it, but, you know, I, there were no jobs in Pennsylvania. Um, so I had to move to North Carolina. I didn't know anybody. And it was, it was really scary, but it was worth it. It was, it was really worth it for me. So, you know, you know, take that leap and, and really just, just do it and put your whole heart into it. I love that advice. Thank you for saying that. Anything else you want to share or um, before we close out the interview? I know you just gave a really good, compelling speech to do this, <laughs> to be bold, but. Um, no, not, not that I can think of, but um, definitely just like, and enjoy the, you can say this, enjoy the journey, um, kind of that, that you're on and you know it's probably not going to be a straight one and you might have some things that like take you back but you might have something that really like you know pushes you forward or um gives you perspective on things so yeah enjoy the journey how can people get in contact with you if they want to reach out to you for specific questions yeah so um you can email me you can find me on twitter on facebook um, I am on Instagram. I'm private, so if you message me there, I may or may not get it. Um, but yeah, those those are the biggest ones. Um, and then on Pinterest, I have a uh, a very fun food board. Um, you know, I'm not not out here promoting only only veggies. A um, one of my favorite quotes from from our professor, Dr. Porto, is a balanced diet is a cookie in both hands. <laughs> fun. So yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you for your time, Kelly. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again for having me. Yes, yes, it was great having you. Um, thank you everyone for watching this interview. Again, if you have any questions, Kelly's information will be linked down below in the comment in the description box. And make sure to subscribe and follow along as we interview more MDTRs. Thanks so much for watching.